You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Good morning. Welcome to our online broadcast. It's so wonderful to see you all here again. Uh, my name is Ryan Yoster, and I'll be ministering the word this morning. We, I'm quite excited to be continuing from where we left off last week. Last week we looked at faith to rise above the prevailing situation. So this week we're going to look at part two. So we're going to continue where we left off last week. So if you'll join me, we're going to start off in the book of Proverbs chapter 4. I'm going to read verse 18 and I'm going to be reading from the King James Version uh, just for this verse. So Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18 it reads as follows. It says, but the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The path of the just is as the shining light. So we heard last week, we looked briefly at Psalm 109, uh, we are 119 verse 105, which says, uh, the word is a, a, light unto my, a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So we know that the word is a light. And here we read that the path of the just is like a shining light. So the path of the just is also like a shining light. So we can comfortably say from here that the word can also be a path. So if the word is a light and this is the light, a word can, the word can, is also a path to us. If you want to just use a, a substitution into that verse. So what does that mean? Well, it means the word can also be a route, can also be a direction, can also be a decision can also be a way that you go. Um, you choose this way instead of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the way, I, the way I think about it, the best way I always think about it is if you can imagine a map, um, maybe a map of a, a big mountainous area, um, and one of those maps may be drawn on um, A4, A2, big piece of paper, and you've got all these different routes. And some of the routes might have a picture of a, I don't know, a little, depending if it's a caricature or not, might have a little monster here, might have a little this or a little something else, whatever it might be. Might have a whirlwind over here, you know, could have various things. And that's the, that's the critical thing, because the path you take determines the outcome you end up with. That's so critical. So you might be faced with all these different paths, all these different options. But obviously you want to take the one that God is speaking to you about. What path is God speaking to you about? Because there are many paths, especially even on a map like that. So, I mean, there could be, and it might not even show you on the map, unfortunately, there might be a lion, you know, crouching just around the corner of a certain path. A path might look attractive, it might look nice, but there's a lion crouching just around the corner, and that's obviously going to be a challenge. Um, if you, depending on what path you take, it can affect you materially. I mean, think about it. You're walking, you take the wrong path and maybe there are a whole lot of thorns that tear your clothes or, you know, you drop some things that you're carrying, some precious items, they fall off the cliff next to you. Uh, the wrong path can affect you emotionally. The wrong path can affect you um, relationally. Uh, the wrong, uh, you, it might cause you to lose some relationships or break up with some relationships or even put strain on some very important relationships to you just because you took the wrong path. Some paths can affect your health. There, there can be health issues that you wouldn't have, that wouldn't have affected you unless you'd taken that path. But because of the, whatever the, the, the reality of that path is, it affects you in, in, the, in the area of health. And obviously, even from an energy point of view, some paths will be too difficult for you. They're, they're just, 
And you might not even realize it, but God knows. God knows the right path for you. He knows the right direction. He knows where you should be, where you should be going. So that's what we, that's where we looked at last week. We looked a little bit. We're going to look at it some more this morning about the word of God. The word is a path. You need to lay hold of that word in the midst of a trying season, in the midst of a challenging time. It's the only sure thing you can put, you can bet on. It's the only sure thing you can put confidence and you can put your hope in. The only sure thing you can trust in. And it's the only path which will cause you to end up in peace, joy, uh, comfort, goodness. It won't bring any pain like the Bible says. It adds no sorrow. It's the only path. It's guaranteed to add no sorrow. That's the path we have to follow. So let's delve a little bit deeper into this. We're going to look at the same verse. We're going to look at it in the Amplified Version. <clears throat> the Amplified Version of uh, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18 reads as follows. It says, But the path of the, of the just, or righteous, is like the light of dawn. The light shines brighter and brighter. It reaches its full strength and glory in the perfect day. So what can we, what can we take away from here? Well, first of all, the path of the just... Um, in this amplified version, he says, it shines brighter and brighter. And that's what happens with the word of God. So as you, we spoke about receiving a word from God last week. So what happens is as you continue to press with that word, as you continue to give attention to that word, as you continue in that word, you don't put it to the side. You don't, you know, file it on the shelf, just like with any other, a number of array of things. You just put it, you know, in the, uh, with everything else, at the same level as everything else. So you kind of just file it away. If you don't do that, and you continue with it. As you continue, it gets brighter and brighter. It shines brighter and brighter. So things get clearer and clearer. So understanding will start to come. Maybe in the beginning you just have a word. It's like, okay, I must just do this. Or, okay, I will be with you. And you know you're facing a situation. And you know you heard God. And it says, and, and the word was, I will be with you. And you're thinking, okay, well, how does that help me? I don't know how you're going to be with me. I, so as you continue with that word, as you continue to pay attention to it, which we'll speak about in a moment, as you continue to give attention to that word, things will become clearer. Understanding will come. Clarity will come. Because what happens is the light shines brighter and brighter. Clarity increases as you continue with that word. So how can you, how can you give attention to a word? If you've received the word from God, how can you give attention? Well, very simply, it's, um, you, can, you, can, you continue speaking it. You meditate on it. So you speak it or declare it. You meditate on it. You pray it. You keep praying that word. Keep praying into that word until you are very clear you know, as to what the direction is. Especially praying in tongues. That makes a huge difference. That helps a lot. So praying into that word. And obviously obeying the word as well. As you, if there are any steps, and this is so critical because that will help you to go in the right direction. If there are any steps which come with that word. So like, you know, you should take this step or you should take that step. Or you just feel a sense you should do this or you should do that. Like we said last week, even if it doesn't necessarily make sense. God knows what he's doing. So you follow that word. You continue with that word. You need to give attention to it. You need to keep giving attention to it. It gets brighter and brighter. And finally, the day breaks. So, as we, as we continue. So, like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until it reaches the full strength. That's what you do. You continue with the word. You give attention to it. You prioritize. You continue with it. 
You don't turn your back. You don't give up. And you continue, you continue, you continue. Until that word, that day becomes full strength. And that's where the new day breaks. And then you step into the fullness of that manifestation. You receive the fullness. You enjoy the fullness. You celebrate the fullness of that manifestation as you continue with the word. And lastly, it says here, it shines brighter and brighter until it reaches its full strength and glory. There's a glory which is released in your life through many different means. I mean, the glory of God can manifest in many ways and through many ways. One of them is when a word you receive comes to full manifestation, there is a level of glory that accomplishes it, that, that, sorry, that accompanies it. So as you continue to press with that word, as you are faithful with that word, as you continue with that word, so what happens is there's a glory which is birthed on the inside of you. And now the exciting thing is, it, it's almost like a gift or a treasure, or it's something you've, that's been added to you. It's now yours for the rest of eternity, actually, you know. Um, if you con as you continue with, if you continue with God, as you continue with God, it's yours for the rest of eternity. Nothing that can ever be taken away from you. As you continue, as you continue walking with God, that glory will always be there. And also its benefits and what it accomplishes, etc. So a new level of glory is birthed every time we see a word through to completion. So it makes me think of uh, Matthew chapter 9, verse 1 to 3, where Jesus is, is being transfigured on the, on the mount with his disciples. You can also find in the book of uh, Matthew as well. So sorry, Mark chapter 9, verse 1 and 3. Jesus is transfigured on the mount, and it says his clothes became white and glistening in front of them. Let me read it to you. Um, from verse 2, Matthew chapter, uh, Mark chapter 9, verse 2. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them on a high mountain apart from themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His clothes became shining, exceedingly white like snow, such as no launderer on earth could whiten them. Now that's incredible. So now that, that word transfigure or transfiguration is, the, uh, is the, actually the word metamorphosis. So it's the uh, metamorphosis or transformation. It means, it means to like a caterpillar when it changes to a butterfly. It's a complete, complete change. In other words, you can't even, the, the final product you can't even recognize. There's an, it seems almost like there's no link with the original product. And that's what happened, happens with us as we continue to walk with God, as we continue to take in the word, digest the word, consume the word, as we continue to open our ears to God, as we continue to bring the word to birth in our lives, what happens is each time there's a new level of glory, another, something else is birthed on the inside of us. We continue to grow and increase. So all this picture in, in Mark chapter 9 does, it gives us like a, a concentrated outward picture with our, to see with our eyes as to what happens when you go through a change. But the truth of the matter is, this is happening all the time as we obey God and we walk with Him doesn't always manifest on the outside with this as this, but it doesn't mean that it's any less powerful. It doesn't mean the change on the inside with regards to your mind, your will, your emotions, specifically your spirit man, isn't any less. Amen. So turn with me to, uh, I think, let's go to um, 2 Samuel, I think verse chapter 23. Um, we, we're going to look at something here. So let's go there very quickly. 2 Samuel chapter 2 Samuel chapter 23 from verse 2 to verse 4. It reads as follows. It says, The Spirit of the Lord spoke by me, and His word was on my tongue. The God, verse 3, 
um, the amplified version of verse 2 actually says, The Spirit of the Lord spoke by me and in me. His word was on my tongue. So the word of God was on his tongue. This is, this is David speaking. Verse 3. The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spoke to me. So what happens here is David's received the word. So it says, The God of Israel spoke to me. The rock, uh, the rock of Israel spoke to me. So he's received the word. And this is what he said. He who rules over just, who he rules over men must be just. Ruling in the fear of God. Okay, now verse 4. Look what happens when you receive a word of God and you put it into practice. This is what happens. And he shall be like the light of the morning. When the sun rises, a morning without clouds. Like the tender grass springing up, springing out of the earth. By clear shining after the rain. The, the part that excites me the most about this verse, and there's plenty of wonderful things, the part that excites me the most is this beginning part, this picture you get of this morning breaking, this dawn breaking, this new day breaking. There was night and a new day is breaking. And as we said last week, that's what happens when you embrace the word. You lay hold of it. You give attention to it. You continue in it. As you continue, so the dawn will break. And a new day will come forth. A new day will break forth. But now here's the thing. Look at what it says here. It says, um, uh, from verse 3, let me read from verse 3 again. And the God of Israel said, the rock of Israel spoke to me, he who rules over men must be just. Okay? Ruling in the fear of God. And then it says, as a result of that, this is what will happen. And he, and he shall be like a light of the morning when the sun rises, a morning without clouds. This is the kind of person that David is talking about here. If he, you know, if he follows the, the word of God, the directives, this is the kind of person he'll be. Um, like, a tender, like, like the tender grass springing out of the earth by clear shining. Earth. But here's the thing. So you'll be to this. These characteristics, you'll be to someone else. You'll, you'll live this. This is the kind of person you'll walk as, you'll be as. I mean, just picture that in your mind. It's incredible. This is how you'll walk out as. But here's the thing. It has to be birthed in you first before you can assist others. So look at this first. He shall be like the light of the morning. So you, to, my, oh my word, to someone, you'll be like a sun. You, you will cause a new day to break on people's lives. Stick, stick with me. Just hang with me on this point. I'll explain it now. So you'll, cause, you, you'll be like a sun causing days to break in different people, even communities, nations, groups of individuals. You'll cause the sun to rise where they had darkness before. You'll be the light. Just like it says when Jesus was ministering, it says um, that men, men who were in darkness saw a great light. So you'll be a light to people. You'll cause a light to break, a dawn to break, a light to break forth. You'll be like, just by how you live and how you speak and how you carry yourself and your character and your heart, you'll be like a light to someone. You'll be like a new day, a refreshing, but the breaking of a new day. And you can even affect that in the lives of people. But here's the thing. You can't do that unless it is birthed in your life first. You cannot go and be the breaking of a new day to somebody else unless a new day has broken on the inside of you first. First, the day has to break forth. The morning star. So the day has to break. The morning star has to rise in your hearts like we, we, we saw last week. So, the, um, so first, the day has to break on the inside of you. Once it breaks and a new dawn breaks, 
you can go and administer that same light, that same breaking into other people's lives, but it has to break in you first. And this is what else you'll do. So you'll be like a, you'll be like a morning, like a refreshing morning to people. You'll be like a, a refreshing morning in the lives of people. So you'll be like a light of the morning when the sun rises. Excuse me. A morning without clouds. So there'll be no clouds, no darkness. So what you'll do is you'll banish depression from people's lives. But it must, the day must break. It must be broken in your life first. Like the tender grass springing out of the earth. You'll cause things, new growth to come forth in people's lives. Things to spring up. Dead things that had died. That had, even new plants they hadn't even thought of. New growth they hadn't thought of. To spring forth from people. You'll cause that. But the day must break in your life first. Amen. By clear shining after the rain. So whether you take rain as good or bad there, the sun, you'll be like a sun shining on somebody's life. Breaking, ushering in. New, you can usher in new days and new seasons into people's lives. But it has to break in your life first. It has to. It has to break in your life first. Good. Let's go from here. We're going to look at uh, Matthew chapter 5. Let's quickly go to Matthew chapter 5. Um, we're going to read very well-known scripture. Um, Matthew chapter 5. We're going to look at verse... One second. Here we go. I think we'll look, look at verse 15. <coughs> so... Verse 14, Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. When your dawn breaks, when your new day breaks, hear me, you will no longer be able to be hidden. Look at this. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot, cannot be hidden. So what will happen is, as, the, as a new day is birthed in you, you take the word, you receive it, you walk with it, and you walk with it full cycle till the, the, the word is birthed com and manifests completely. What will happen is, there's a kind of a light that will break forth. So there's a, there's a degree of visibility which will increase in your life. In other words, there will be a, there'll be a, um, a forced exposing. Be a, you won't be able to be hidden anymore. There'll be a, you'll, you'll be, you'll be, there'll be a degree to which you're forced into the limelight. You're forced sort of, because now light is shining from you. So you're, you're forced into the, into the forefront of people. So that's what happened with Daniel. Daniel chapter two, he was, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream and then obviously he, um, and he couldn't even remember the dream, so he said to all his wise men, not only do you, so I've had a dream, please interpret it for me. And they said, yes, O king, you know, live forever, tell us the dream, and you know, we'll interpret for you. And so what happened was, so he said, no, 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 <laughs> not only must you interpret the dream, you must tell me what, can you imagine? You must tell me, you must tell me, so I had a dream myself, you must tell me, without me telling you, what my dream was, you must tell me what my, and then, on top of that, you must give me the interpretation. 
And they, they were like, you know what, this has never been done before. This is, this is crazy. So um, he, they had to give his, his dream and his interpretation. And he wasn't moved. He was like, you know what, this, this is what has to be. And so what he did was he started killing all the wise men of Babylon. He started killing every single one of them because he was like, no, no, no. You, if you really are, if you're not deceiving me and you really are anointed, like you say, you know, maybe you didn't use the word anointed, but if you really are, you know, um, empowered and you have access and mysteries and deep things, if you can really do that, you should be able to tell me my dream and you should be able to tell me the interpretation. Have a look at this. Daniel chapter 2. Um, we'll pick up from verse 18. Oh, let's read 17 quickly. Then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, that they might seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning the secret, so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Verse 19. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. And then it continues from there, you read. So Daniel received, so his answer, the answer, his word in that situation happened to be a dream. So as we said last week, it can be a dream, it can be a vision, you know, it can be a whole multitude of things. So here's just an example of where it was a dream. But what happened was, Daniel went to God. He needed a word in, the, in a certain situation. He went to God, received the word, and that word changed the fortunes of him, those around him, and a whole lot of other people he never met, or he may have only met briefly. So a whole lot of these other wise men, people unconnected with him, just because he received the word and he ran with it. So what happened is then, Daniel was, was, was exalted, he was promoted, he was, he was where does it say, um, here we go. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face prostrate before Daniel and commanded that should present an offering of incense. Can you imagine? He was like, you know what? I don't know. Maybe Nebuchadnezzar didn't even expect that anyone could do this. Maybe he was just tired of his wise men. And, you know, he just wanted to kind of, you know, he had needed an excuse to kind of change his whole, his whole, his whole parliament. He just wanted to change it. Um, Truly your God is the God of gods. Verse 47. Here we go. Um, verse 48. Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him, this is verse 48 of, of Daniel chapter 2. Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many, many great gifts. So he got a whole lot of gifts, not just the promotion, but in promotion as well. And he made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief administrator over the, all the wise men of Babylon. So all I want you, so what happened here? Daniel received the word. He, 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 he was obedient to the word. He, he walked out the word as he should. That word came to full term, although it looks like it was quite a short period here. The word came to full term. The word accomplished what it was supposed to. And what that led was, that led to promotion. That led to increase. But it, it almost, um, it forced him into the limelight. It, there was a degree of promotion and increase. Um, it, makes me, it makes you think of the... It makes you think of the, the, the Greek word ekbalo, when the disciples were sent out. They were sent out by, I'm, I'm sending you out by force. You're you are going, you're you are propelled out. That's what happens when you receive a word and you bring it to full term. You walk it out and you bring it to birth. It, it, it forces you into the limelight. There's certain, there's certain situations, certain groups, certain platforms you'll be forced into, whether you like it or not. It's obviously going to be a benefit, but you'll be forced there, whether you like it or not, because... You receive the word 
as I think we looked at last week, the word is a, is a promoter. The word lifts you. The word exalts you. The word raises you. We saw how Noah was raised above the prevailing situation at the time in the ark because he received the word from God. He was obedient to it. And in that ark, that ark was essentially the, the, the word he received, the manifestation of it. He rose above. So the word lifts you and promotes you. But you need to carry it to full term. Amen. So let's have a look. We're going to go quickly to Philippians chapter 2. Um, Philippians chapter 2, we're going to look at verse, let's see. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 14 reads as follows. It says, <coughs> excuse me, do all things without complaining and disputing. So do all things without complaining and disputing. That you may become blameless and harmless. Children of God, without fault, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. Verse 16, holding fast the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run, that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Holding fast the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Let's go to, back to verse 14, 14. Doing all things without complaining and disputing. That you may become blameless and harmless. Children of God without fault. In the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. Among whom you shine as lights. And we know the word is obviously a light. And the word causes you to shine as well. We saw that in, in Mark chapter 9. Um, shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life. So this is the key. The key is holding fast the word of life. The only, the only thing that it can make you stand and be able to stand and continue to stand and not get caught up by what's happening around you and not run in the same way as the rest of the generation and the rest of the people. Around, the only thing is the word of God. There's no, there's no other way. So it'll inspire you, it'll strengthen you, it'll encourage you, um, it adds to you spiritually, strengthens you spiritually as you, as you continue in a daily, as you're faithful with it. But then every now and again, like what we've been talking about last week and this week, you'll receive a, 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 a quite a big word, a specific word which changes a whole lot of things in your situation. It speaks into a very big issue. And that word helps you to stay on track. That word keeps you going in the right direction. It'll put you on the right path. It'll put you on the right route. It'll take you in the right direction. And that'll keep you from going the same way as everyone else, getting the same outcome as everyone else, getting the same result as everyone else, being in the, having the same mindset and viewpoint. The only way you can negotiate and stay upright within a, perver this, a perverse and crooked generation is by constantly receiving the word constantly receiving a word from God, a constant word, a constant word being delivered. You receive it, you make adjustments, you walk with it, you run with it, you align with it, and you keep on going. It's the only way you can navigate. If you can imagine like something here, something here, something, and you need to you know, be able to get around. The word is the only, because some of these things you can't even see clearly. Some of them look good. Some of them look nice. Some of them, as I say, you can't even see. You don't even know they're there. Maybe if it's water, it's submerged underneath, whatever it might be. But the word of God as you stick with it and stay open to it, it will help you navigate through everything, specifically while we're talking about a, a crooked and perverse generation. 
not getting caught up in the way that, and um, aligning and manifesting the same characteristics, the same qualities, the same lifestyle, the same life that everyone else has or those around you. You won't manifest it. Okay, I think, I think we've covered this. So, <clears throat> as we mentioned last week, continue in the Word in general while you're, while you're waiting to hear from God. And just in general, it's a good thing to continue in. It's a critical thing, in other words, for your life to continue. Continue saturating your life in the Word. Continue um, meditating in the Word. Continue reading the Word. Continue taking the Word in, declaring it over your life. Just saturating your life in general with the Word. And you'll see the benefits as you continue to do that consistently over a period of time. So, Let's have a look at this. Verse 16. Um, Shine as lights to the world. Verse 16. Holding fast the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ. So what do you do? You hold fast the word of life. So the word here is called the word of life. Why? Because it brings life. Again, going back to what we said in the beginning, if you can think of that map, there's only one route which will help you to stay in, in, in healthy, in, help you to stay in life, so to speak. Help you go in the right direction. Help you stay away from perils. And if you go on a path that God ordains and there's some perils that come, well, at least you'll be dealing with them with God. You're not going to be trying to you know, fend them off by yourself because that is, that is a massive challenge. So it'll keep you going in the path of life. And the path of life also means physical health, energy, strength to your body. So it'll keep you going in the right direction. Good. Finally, and most critically, most critically for me anyway, hold, holding fast the word of life. Whatever you do, hold fast, hold fast, hold fast the word of life. That word you receive, that word you are trusting God for. I can tell you, I really believe that a new day has started to dawn over every one of your lives already. So ready, start. That day is broken. Already there's been a breaking, a shifting. Uh, a day has started to be birthed. Now all we need to do is continue and trust God for the full manifestation. Uh, it, it's, yeah, I, I really believe that a new day has already been birthed for each one of you. It's already started. It's broken. And now all we need is, you know, for it to, co to continue in it, in it so, you can, um, so you can lay hold of, so you can experience the fullness of day. You know, when the sun's like at 12 o'clock midday, when it's that full sunshine, not it's still coming up in the morning, but you're seeing the full manifestation of whatever it is. I believe that's where we are and that's where we're on our track to, on, on the way to. But we have to hold fast the word of life. Hold on to it with everything you have. Continue holding. No matter how discouraging it, it, it gets. So Mark chapter... Where is it now? Let's just see if we can find it quickly. I think it's Mark chapter... Um, uh, give me a second. Um, here we go. Mark chapter 4 verse 17. It's the parable of the sower. And it says, And they have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises, and it says here, for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. So, you know, some, some challenges happen, and then obviously it causes this certain heart condition. It can't, you know, it causes them to stumble. But what I want you to see, it says, um, tribulation and persecution arise for the word's sake. Whenever you receive a word, there's, there's some tribulation, there's some persecution and it's not always, it's not to say that it's going to be hugely hectic or, but, but there's, the enemy attacks the word. That's the point we need to know. The enemy is going to attack the word. So in other words, if you receive a word concerning your health, 
oftentimes just after this after the the message or maybe the next morning when you wake up those symptoms even if maybe seem to be getting a bit worse or just that they're there but there's a voice shouting your head saying you know what there's still here that word was a lie you haven't received it whatever it might be you know just coming counter to whatever it is you received the enemy will attack the word he will try and put pressure whatever kind of pressure is going to make you walk away from that word, make you discount and say, God is not moving. God is not faithful. He won't come through. That's what the enemy is trying. That's all he wants to accomplish. He just wants to get you to walk away from that word. That's his modus operandi. So refuse to be discouraged. When it says hold fast, it probably means that sometimes it's going to be easy not to hold fast. You don't have to hold fast to something if it's not challenging. You know, you can hold loosely to something if there's no strong wind or there's no storm or whatever. But, it, but it's, you know, when it's a, a light that shines in a dark place, uh, uh, 2 Peter 1 verse 19 we saw last, last week, when it's the only light that's shining and everything else is dark, then you need to hold fast. When there's a bit of a wind blowing and it feels like it wants to take you this direction, you have to hold on to, if the word was a pillar, you're holding onto that pillar and you're refusing to be moved. No, no, no. This is my truth. This is my reality. This is what God said. I will not give up on this. I will not let it go. I'm going to bring it to full term. Amen. I will, I will bring it to birth. I will bring it to birth and I will see it come to pass. So we need to hold fast to the word of life. Receiving the word is one thing, but fighting the good fight of faith. Sometimes it's a challenge to stay in faith, but holding on to that word, not giving up and seeing it through to completion. That's phase two. That's the next phase. Not, it can be a challenge. It might not be a challenge, but just know the enemy is going to try and attack the word. So you need to hold on. Whatever comes, almost make a decision. Refuse to be discouraged. Amen. And then what happens? Um, let's just finish here quickly. So, Philippians chapter 2, verse 16. It says here, Holding for that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights, lights in the world. What? Holding fast the word of life so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain nor labored in, in vain. Paul saying that I may rejoice in the day of Christ. What is the day of Christ? Well, very simply, it's the day when Jesus, sends, Jesus steps in. Yes, there will be an overall day of Christ when Jesus returns for his church. But there can be, there can be a time when Jesus steps into your life. And what is that? That's a time when, you, when things are brought to full manifestation. When Jesus steps in and you see a manifestation. That can, that's also the uh, rejoice in the day of Christ. That's also what the Bible refers to as the day of Christ. It's when Jesus steps in. We want Jesus to step in. We want to see the full manifestation of what he's spoken to us and what he said to us. And we'll see that in full manifestation of him stepping in. If we continue, we carry the word to full term. We'll continue to take it to full term. So let me just, let me take you to one more scripture uh, just, to, just to back up this point, And then I think on that note, we'll close. So 1 Peter chapter 1, we're going to read from verse 6. So we said the day of Christ, it very simply is a day when Jesus steps in. We need to continue with that word until Jesus steps in and there's a full manifestation of what we trust in God for. Okay, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6 to 7, it says, In this you greatly rejoice, though now 
for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. Why? Verse 7 tells us that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, here we go, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. We want Jesus to be fully revealed in our situation. We want a full manifestation of Jesus, a full manifestation of, of what we have, what he's promised us. And this is exactly the, so the revelation of Jesus is when Jesus has been re revealed, when there's a manifestation of what he promised. That's what we're trusting God for. That's what we're pressing for. And that's what we will continue for. But look, this is the part, it was one of the parts that excites me. It says here, so the genuineness of your faith, sometimes you go through some things and, you know, your faith is stretched or tested. You go through some challenges. And, and, and this is saying that though it is tested by fire, talking about gold, may be found, or sorry, talking about your faith, though, though may be found to praise, honor, and glory. When? At the revelation of Jesus Christ. So may be found to praise, honor, and glory. So these three things you can always guarantee will be an outcome in any situation you go to, whenever you receive a word, you continue with that word, you bring it to full term, what will happen is the, at least these three things, you will always see them. So praise, honor, and glory. I want to I hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, when I stand before the Lord one day. When I finished my life, run my race, accomplish whatever my assignment was, I want to stand before the Lord and hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. But the truth of the matter is, well done, my good and faithful servant, can take place multiple times while you are still here on earth. Every time you go through a process, you go through a, 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 a length of time, a situation, especially when you've received the word, you know what steps you, you're supposed to take, and you, and you see that through to completion. Jesus is standing there going, well done, my good and faithful servant. So you can receive praise. Sometimes, sometimes you're, you're, that praise will manifest in a way that you'll know that God is happy or He said something. Other times, you, excuse me, you'll just receive it by faith. You know that, okay, you've seen this thing has come full circle. Excuse me again. Um, it's things come full circle and therefore you know that God is standing and He's saying, well done. The Lord is standing and saying, well done, my good and faithful servant. So you can re receive praise on this side of eternity. Praise, honor, and glory. Well, honor is many, many things. Many, many things. Very, it, lots of things can, 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 um, uh, can, be, uh, can be said to be honor. If you look at the definition of honor, there are many things which can manifest as honor. But, I mean, sometimes words that you speak, it's encouragement. But one of the things is, you know, if you go to a, um, depending on where you are, uh, as, far, as far as I've, uh, as far as I'm aware, whenever you visit a, a traditional, a traditional ruler or someone who is um, like like a chief or so, something like that, whenever you visit someone of that stature who's got stature in a community, especially uh, you know within across our continent, within an African context, when you visit someone like that, what happens is you can't go empty-handed. You have to go with substance of some kind. You have to go with substance. It's just a, it's just, it's 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 not even because that ruler or that king necessarily needs it. He's probably much wealthier than any of us. But that's what honor is. Honor has also got to do with substance. So now, if you're going to receive praise. Honor, that has to do with substance. So there will be, listen, hey, there will be some substance which will be added to you as you go full term. As you carry the word through to full term to complete, there will be some substance that will be added to you. 
and glory. Well, we spoke about that already. So there'll be praise, there'll be honor, and there'll be glory. A new level of glory birthed, established, brought forth in your life. That's what you can expect when you take the word, you hold on to it, you continue with it, and you bring it to full term. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, let us pray. <clears throat> My God and Father, Father, we honor you this morning. We magnify and we give you glory. Father, we thank you for the grace this morning to carry your word to full term in the name of Jesus. Every single word, Lord God, that has been released now, today, over the last couple of weeks, every word that people are, are, are carrying, are incubating, are, are holding on the inside in their hearts, Lord God, are keeping in their hearts, Lord God, every single word, Lord God. I thank you for the, that, the, that grace has been released today into every one of their lives to bring it to full term. That grace also comes with wisdom to know what steps to take, how to take it, Lord God. The strength is there, but thank you for grace. Thank you for grace. Thank you for grace. In the name of Jesus and empowerment, Lord God, this morning to be able to carry your word to full term, my God, my God, and my King, thank you for all that we're going to see. That we're, what we're going to, my God, hey, wow, thank you for all the incredible words that we're going to, the testimonies that we're going to see as a result of these words, Lord God. Thank you for what we're going to see as these words are brought to full term. Father, we love you. You are just so faithful and so wonderful. We thank you and we glorify you. Father, we bless you. What an honor it is to walk with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you haven't given your life to Jesus and you were listening to this message this morning and something stirred in your heart and what we're talking about and what we're saying here um, not only sounds attractive, but you can relate with it. You can see that, you know what, there's something I see there. You may not, you may not even know what it is, but there's just something you see there which is different or something you see there you feel like you need or something you see that, you know what, there's something, there's some life, some peace, some joy, there's something there that, I, that I'm maybe lacking in my context or that I need. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, if you haven't been born again, accepted Him into your heart so you can be transformed and start um, enjoying the life that, we, that we're talking about and eternity with Him, eternity. If you haven't made that decision I'd like, and you want to make it, I'd like to pray with you this morning. So just pray this, pray with me. If that is you, just pray this, pray with me very quickly. Father, I come to you this morning. I come to you this morning in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I thank you for saving me. I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me on the cross so that my sins could be forgiven, so that my sins could be washed away, and that I could start a fresh, brand new life with you, with all my past, everything I've done, every mistake, every intentional wrong, anything that I've done, every wrong thing I've ever done, washed away completely, doesn't exist anymore. And therefore I get a fresh start. So thank you for making that available to me. Therefore I come before you today and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, to come be my Lord, my King, and my God. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for transforming my life. Thank you for lifting me and raising me. Thank you that I now have a relationship with you. We give you glory. I give you glory and praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If that's you, we'd love to hear from you. Please reach out, contact us, uh, send something in the comments or even our, our contact details. Send us an email. We'd love to hear from you just to be, be able to assist you and take, things for, and take things further. 
So on that note, uh, I'd like us to close for today. We're just going to pray over the offering quickly. So if, you, if you've got an offering, either a tithe or an offering you'd like to give, we're online, but obviously, you know, we're still, we're still, we're still doing offerings. And everything's going as usual. So the, the details should be on the screen. You can see the snap scan code. You can see the banking details there. So if you'd like to give an offering um, or a tithe, whichever it is, if you're a member of our church, um, then I'd like to pray for you. So obviously, as you do that, I'm going to pray for you this morning. Father, we bless you. Thank you for every person giving, every person, Father God, giving towards your kingdom. Father, we honor you and we give you glory. May you thank you for laying your hand on them, blessing them. Thank you for providing for them more, my God, than they could ask or imagine. Thank you that as they give in faith, thank you for meeting every one of their needs, Lord God, and exceeding all of their expectations. Father, thank you for doing more than anyone could ask or imagine in the lives of those who are giving this morning. Father, we love you and honor you. We give you glory and praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Amen. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.